Welcome back, Heming Brainiacs, for the first discussion of old Shakespeare. We read, uh, what did we read? Four poems. Um, and they were good. They were always going to be good, though, weren't they? Because it's Shakespeare. I mean, come on. Swim says the mama fish. He says, regarding Sylvia, Steve Winwood did a bit of a rewrite and came up with Sylvia, who is she? On his 2003 album About Time, Acoustic Eel says we should have lots of musical examples coming up as composers love Shakespeare. Here's a very famous one, Who is Sylvia? by English composer Gerald Finzi. That's a piano piece. The bubbly piano part starts soft and tentative as the singer wonders. Oh, there is a singer. Never mind. Uh, who this wondrous Sylvia woman is. They then gain confidence leading up to the final line. Let us garland bring. It's the second of a set of five famous Shakespeare poems, so we may hear more later. Welsh bass baritone Bryn Turfell returns in this recording. Um, lots of examples. Uh, another setting of uh, When Daisies Pied for Choir, contemporary one by English composer John Rutter. Um, there we go. All right. Very cool stuff. Look. <clears throat> I mean, it's Shakespeare. The influence, the people who've been influenced by Shakespeare must just be an endless list, am I right? Swims and the Mumfish, he said, also, Spring was amusing, per Schmoop. This poem's first nine-line stanza begins with a very vivid, lush description of blooming flowers and foliage. It is, after all, spring. The scene is almost painterly in its use of colour and specific flower forms, but just as we are setting in and starting to enjoy this colourful, lively scene, a pesky, mocking cuckoo bird shows up and kind of puts an unpleasant spin on things. The bird's song, Cuckoo Cuckoo, is unpleasing to the married ear. Suddenly this idyllic scene turns a little sour. Cuckoo sounds like cuckold, which is an old form, an old term, for the husband of an unfaithful wife. The second stanza starts off as pleasantly as the first. This time there are images of shepherds, larks, a much less accusatory bird, and maidens. Things are looking up again, right? Wrong. That cuckoo shows up once more, putting all kinds of unfortunate ideas in the minds and hearts of married men. In the end, it's tough to enjoy spring with all that cuckooing going on. <laughs> Is that really what that poem was about? <laughs> It's like, ah, spring, beautiful. Lovely leaves and your wife cheated on you. Oh. But still, spring is nice, isn't it? Look at all these beautiful trees and birds and also your wife did cheat. Oh. The end. <laughs> uh, Swim says the moment fishy says this. Uh, I found this interesting analysis on both the spring and winter poems and how they tie together. Winter, when past talks about the shepherd's cold hands and the need for firewood, how messy the roads are and illness, all while Joan cools the pot. But it's also about matrimony. More specifically, it represents a kind of black humour about matrimony, as does the spring song, since both songs are about cuckoldry. What a word. Cuckoldry is a... <coughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, it's just a gross word. I think I've said that before on the po podcast when it came up, but... I don't know why. It's one of those words that, like cattery. Cattery to me is like the grossest word in the English language. Uh, it just, it's just 
I don't know why. It's icky. Uh, the cuckoo, because its name sounds like cuckold, and the horned owl, because of the association between horns and cuckolds, a jealous husband was sometimes called a horned owl. Well, there you go. Why was uh, why was Shakespeare writing about this so much? Um, both birds can symbolize be symbols of either the trapped the cuckold husband or the trapper their unfaithful wives the cuckoo's calls taunts the married man labeling him a cuckold also cuckoos lay their eggs in other birds nests so a married man cannot be certain which cuckoo laid its egg in that man's nest <laughs> the owl cries to wit or to it a sort of sexual exhortation and the bird's name was used to refer to prostitutes as well as to refer in the horned owl variant to a cuckolded husband so both songs are about birds that are associated with cuckoldry, a common fear among men back in that time, common thing of which to make sport in comic plays, especially a comic play that was set up to be a marriage play, but that ends with an inf- in indefinite situation in which the pairs are waiting for a year, with the men essentially on probation of sorts until they get together. The play is Love's Labour Lost. The two poems songs are at the end of the play. Well, there you go. You know what? I missed that whole reference in uh, in two poems. Two of those poems, I completely missed what they were about. I guess that was Spring and Winter, part one and part two. Um, they were both about the same thing. Wow. You know, Shakespeare didn't muck around with his, like... Uh, euphemisms and his plays on words and his clever wordplay and I just thought that was I just thought both poems were about seasons and birds <laughs> damn that's that's actually funny is he trying to be funny I guess he's trying to be funny with his wordplay that is funny alright well very cool <clears throat> that's those ones spring and winter now we are going to read um, oh, this one doesn't really have a name. It's just called One. There are five little poems in a row, and that's going to be today's five poems. So the first of those. Over hill, over dale, thorough bush, thorough briar, over park, over pale, thorough flood, thorough fire. I do wander everywhere, swifter than the moon's sphere, and I serve the fairy queen to dew her orbs upon the green, Cow's, cow's lips tall her pensioners be in their gold coats spots you see those be rubies fairy favours in those freckles live their savours I must go seek some dewdrops here and hang a pearl in every cow's lips ear really nice I, I don't even know what that's about but god does he's prose glide you know it just it just kind of dances its way out of your mouth those first few lines as well over hill over dale thorough bush thorough briar over park over pale thorough flood thorough fire I do wander everywhere swifter than the moon's sphere so good alright number two you, spotted snakes with double tongue, thorny hedgehogs, be not seen, newts and blindworms, do no wrong, come not near our fairy, fairy queen, Philomel with melody. 
singing our sweet lullaby. La 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 lullaby, la 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 lullaby. Never harm, nor spell, nor charm. Come our lovely lady nigh, so good night with lullaby. Weaving spiders come not here, hence you long-legged spinners, hence. Beetles black approach not near, worm nor snail do no offence. Philomel with melody sing in our sweet lullaby, lulla lulla lullaby, lulla lulla lullaby. Never harm nor spell nor charm, come our lovely lady nigh, so good night with lullaby. Number three. Come unto these yellow sands, and then take hands, curtsied when you have, and kissed the wild waves, whist, foot it featly here and there, and sweet sprites the burthen bear, hark, hark, bow, wow, the watchdogs bark, bow, wow, hark, hark, I hear, the strain of strutting chances sleer, cry cock-a-diddle-dow. Number four. Where the bee sucks, there suck I. In a cow's lips bell I lie. There I couch where owls do cry. On the bat's back I do fly. After summer, merrily, merrily, merrily shall I live now under the blossom that hangs on the bough. One more to go. Before that, though, I'm going to look up what the heck is uh, cow's lips. It's a type of... Uh, it's, a, it's a flower, cowslip. There you go. It's a little yellow, looks like a little yellow kind of wildflower. With a bell-shaped flower. Oh, well, actually, now, I'm going to read this back now that I've said that. Where the bee sucks, there suck I. In the cowslip's bell I lie. There I couch when owls do cry, on the bat's back I do fly, after summer, merrily, 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 shall I live now, under the blossom that hangs on the bough. Something that lives in a flower, in the cowslip's bell I lie. There you go, okay, I'm glad I looked that up. Number five. Full fathom five thy father lies, of his bones are coral made, those are pearls that were his eyes, nothing of him that doth fade. But doth suffer a sea change Into something rich and strange Sea nymphs hourly ring his knell Ding dong hark Now I hear them ding dong bell Ripper, alright Very nice Fairyland I believe was the name of that set Fairyland, beautiful Damn, I mean who knew Shakespeare was so poetic with his words Folks As always, I appreciate you listening and hanging out with me for one more night. See you tomorrow for the next one.